the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. You know, whenever you hear stories about banks failing, Mm -hmm. I think of It's a Wonderful Life and Uncle Mm -hmm. Billy. Mm -hmm. Uncle Billy walking around with his little pieces of string on his fingers. Do you think it was like that in Silicon Valley? (laughs) I don't know what happened there. Hmm? We're going to hear more of that story. Yes, I mean, Silicon are. Valley was, you know, weren't they like the darlings? It's scary how fast that happened. Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah, it? It sure it, is. It, it should cause all of us to kind of take a, re- a reckoning and say, no, mm-hmm, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. They tell us. How sturdy is the house? Yeah. That we've it, built. it doesn't feel like it's too sturdy today, does it? And of course, anybody who's got investments, you worry about your own money sure, disappearing overnight. I mean, here it is, here today, gone tomorrow, and then people's lives are changed Yep. seriously forever yep so uh prayers for anybody who's impacted by this and hopefully there's a bottom of this and people's lives go on uh, unmarred but boy oh boy it does uh it does cause you some worry anyway uh thanks for coming with us the monday edition no of worries the ride here home. in the monday edition no no because between us we get about a buck 280 <laughs> okay so our investments are sound. Yeah. What's it? That's the name of your husband's band, Pocket uh, Change. Uh huh. That's a, that's, that's what, about it. That's what the two of us are going to have. Yeah. How's the quarter Pretty jar soon. stacking up there? Okay. Oh yeah. gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a good weekend, John. I had a great weekend. Terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Very yeah, very interesting. Uh, a little uh, recreation in there. A okay. little uh, culture as well. And we watched the Oscars last night, both you and me. Yeah. Yeah. Which was very enjoyable. It was so normal. I mean, and the, by normal, I mean it was kind of gentle. You mean no one was assaulted? No one was assaulted. Mm, no. There were no huge political diatribe speeches. No, no one was were, speaking. No. Nobody made a huge splash by doing X, Y, or Z. No. Nope. It's just people gave awards, got awards, mm-hmm. people cried, thanked their parents, and then everybody went home. Right. The elite gave gold statues to themselves, I, mm-hmm. which is fine. I, I fell asleep. I mean, I, I couldn't start watching until well, 1030 because I had to, you know, uh, drive my daughter back to school. And so around one, I conked out. I mean, I give you high marks for, for hanging trying, in there. Thank you. Heck, I, yeah. I did because I knew we were going to talk about yeah, it. No. I thought I can't be ignorant. About I mean, you know, you know that we're big movie fans. No, and you're a big movie a fan. A big movie fan mm-hmm. in our house. We're big movie fans. And so we were we were excited. We sat down expecting the worst. Yep considering what happened last year but um really it was all it was all fun and games it sure. really was so at five o'clock we'll talk about the oscars from okay, last yeah, night sure sure and uh we'll go back and talk about john's uh predictions that yeah. he made on friday go to the movies that's mm-hmm. what i'd say just go to the movies go to the movies and don't 
pay attention to John for predictions. It's what, <laughs> <laughs> what will come clear to you, I the mean, listener, at 5 o'clock. Well, it's only complex because I know what I want to win, what I'd like to see win, yeah, which is also you know an exercise in, in folly because it's – how do you ba- judge? Based on what actually happened, it sure was. Right. I mean, what I'd like to win and what did win, it doesn't really matter. Two very just, different things. It's just kind of fun to sit around and, you know, oh, you know, remember this movie, that movie? And then, you know, there's always a good story or two, which there was. Yeah. Also coming up on today's show, uh, we're going to talk to Dr. Neil Plantinga in the 5 o'clock hour about his book that I've been raving about mm. called Under the Wings of God. It's um, kind of a devotional, but it's way deeper than a lot of devotionals that I've read over the years. I think years. so, too, It's yeah. way deep. It's super... It's just a wonderful book. It's a devotional without a timeline. Yeah. A lot of devotionals, you know. There's just so much to chew on Mm -hmm. uh, in it. Anyway, uh, very excited that Dr. Plantinga will be back with us at 510. Also, um, a book I'm also excited about that I haven't started yet because Mm. I just received it. Um, But we're going to talk to Jessica Hooten-Wilson about her new project called Reading for the Love of God, How to Read as a Spiritual Practice. Jessica's been a guest on our show a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. I'm super excited about this book um, because reading should be a discipline for us. We shouldn't just sit down and, you know, veg in front of Netflix all the time. And I'm calling out myself as the number one. Well, you're a good reader. Right? I am a good reader, but I could be a better reader okay. than I am. So anyway, um, that's it. And I've got some news stories to share and a lot more coming up in today's Ride Home. Very nice. Okay, then. So news stories to share. Without further ado, Kath, please give us the top four at four. I'm wearing plaid today. Yeah. You know, it's flannel. I felt like it might have one of my last days where I could do that because I was cold this morning. It's cold out there right now and snow in the forecast as well. Are you judging me that I wore a flannel? No, I, actually, I didn't pay any attention until you brought it up. So all is well. Boy, I'm really important to okay. it, Lex. <laughs> Just your fashion choices choices are not really paramount to my life. For Monday, March 13th, Just, 2023. Just saying. Number one. Several mid-sized U.S. banks scrambled to reassure customers that they were on firm financial footing today following the stunning takeover, and it was super fast, by regulators of two failing banks in the span of three days. The president sought to reassure Americans that the U.S. banking industry was safe, saying that customers' deposits will, quote, be there when you need them. Shares across the banking center, banking sector dropped today, with a few mid-sized lenders losing more than half what? their value half? after the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank. Well, what do they have to do with it? Yeah. Uh, so... I'd never heard of the Silicon Valley Bank until it failed, of course. Apparently, it focused on business customers, including startups, throughout the tech sector. It failed on Friday, and regulators are hoping to contain the damage. And so they shuttered New York-based Signature Bank yesterday. You can read more about that all over the web, but I read today in the New York Times. Thanks, Uncle Billy. Number two. The Biden administration approved the massive Willow oil drilling project in the Alaskan Arctic over the objections of environmentalists and many Democrats who wanted the project scuttled. According to the Wall Street Journal, the green light means that ConocoPhillips can start construction on a $7 billion project in Alaska's National Petroleum Reserve, which the company expects will produce about 180,000 barrels a day, equivalent to about 40% of Alaska's current crude production. The Alaskan delegation, of course, was super thrilled about this. They said, we've been you know, advocating for this for years. Now we're on the cusp of creating thousands of new jobs. Environmental groups said the Willow Project would hamper the president's campaign goals to phase out fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. It's a good word, though. Scuttle. You don't see it enough. Hey, scuttle. 
Number three. A strong nor'easter is forecast to hit parts of the Northeast this week, bringing excessive rain, heavy snow, and formidable winds. New York Governor Kathy Hochul has declared a state of emergency beginning at 8 p.m. this evening in preparation for the storm. How about that? Forecasters anticipate parts of the Catskills in southern Adirondacks in New York State, the Berkshires and Worcester County in Massachusetts, Hmm. uh, the White Mountains in New Hampshire, southern Green Mountains, more than 12 inches of snow and up to 30. Really? 30. The agency also noted widespread coastal flooding and beach erosion, although both potentially minor could happen as late as Wednesday, according to CBS nice. News. Once again, WPA, unscathed. I love living here. Unscathed. And number four, the Pit Panthers will play the SEC's Mississippi State Ooh. tomorrow night in one of the first four games. And mm-hmm. that's your top four at four. Will we able to see it locally? Okay. Oh, yeah. It'll be on at 9, 10. That's... Uh, PM. Yep. 9, 10 PM. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not sure what channel it'll be on. It's had some weird network. Like I was on a... I was unaware of the network. I'm surprised about that. I thought it would be like, on CBS. Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, these are the play-in games. Um, if Pitt would have either beat Notre Dame, beat Miami, mm-hmm. or not lost by 30 stinking points to Duke. <laughs> they would have walked in. They would have walked Yeah, it wouldn't be but a But now you got to earn it. But now you have to earn it, which <laughs> is fine, because I think they they deserve I what they so got. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, Pitt's 22-11. and 11. Mississippi State is 21-12. and 12. Mm-hmm. So I will be having a party tomorrow night. Are you? Yeah. It's Pitt basketball. Alex and I invited? Yeah. Oh, what? And, we are? And, I, and, I, and I'm doing a bracket challenge. Or oh, March oh. Madness. Okay, fine. Jump um, us in I'm going to break that out. I haven't done my bracket yet. I'm going to break it out tomorrow. There's nothing involved in that. You know. You know. There's a lot. What do you? No, like you, you like betting money on this. No. Don't do be I'm doing that. I'm not betting money on it, but okay. I'm betting you know. Craisins. Craisins. No, my my uh, public presence. Public presence. All right. Are you saying Pitt's going to take it all? Uh, Pitt's go- <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Come pit. on, you're home. I'm not going to pit pick. Pick Pitt going to the Final Four. All right. All right, it is March Madness. But I'm not going to pick Duke either. Mm -hmm. All these people putting Duke up there, I mean, they look terrific, but I don't think that. 101.5 Word FM, WORD. As King David passed his authority to his son Solomon, we learned profound lessons David taught his son. But Pastor Greg Laurie points out how Solomon pursued sinful interests in spite of the great wisdom God had given him. It's a fascinating study this week on A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied After making the switch, too, the customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call Right now, and get a price within two minutes. Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE. 
See today's best faith-based and family-friendly movies all free of charge. March 24th through 26th, Word FM welcomes the 2023 Projecting Hope Film Festival to the Pittsburgh Mills Cinema. Presented by Speakman Financial Group. See the best faith-focused films of 2022 and the highly anticipated 2023 release, Jesus Revolution. Plus free popcorn. Get free same-day tickets at the door while they last or reserve now for a minimum $1 donation at ProjectingHopePGH.com. See website for showtimes. Geneva College understands that you're passionate about your life's work. Through Geneva's graduate degree programs, you'll be equipped to fully pursue your faith life calling, excelling in your field, and moving forward for a purpose. In your studies and in your work, you'll be challenged to seek God's design in all things, integrating faith and life, aspiring, leading, and achieving your goals for all that you're created to be and do. You were made for this. Visit geneva.edu slash graduate to learn more. Parents, are you tired of helping put your kids' shoes on? They're squirming, watching cartoons anything but helping. Luckily, it's Skechers to the rescue. Introducing new hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Footwear you can just get your kids to step into and their shoes are on. You don't need to bend over. You don't need to sit on the floor and try to wrangle them on. And they're available in all types of Skechers styles with and without laces. And most are machine washable. Find Skechers slip-ins for kids or mom and dad at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish shoes are sold. About a month ago, when Norfolk Southern derailed a train, a lot of us here in Pittsburgh, you took it personal mm-hmm. because you got friends, family. I mean, there's a deep connection to Beaver County, uh, the surrounding area. So what's really going on there? We hear a lot of different variables from news media sources, and you just kind of wonder, what's the truth of the matter? Selena Zito is back with us. Selena Zito is the author of The Great Revolt Inside the Populist Coalition, Reshaping American Politics. She's a writer for the Post-Gazette and the Washington Examiner, uh, among other media outlets. And she's with us now to talk about dispatches from the middle of somewhere. Selena, welcome back. Hey there. Thanks so much for having me back. Yeah. Always, always good. Always good to have you, Selena. And the story that you start out your article with about Carly uh, deserves to be heard. Can you tell us about it? Uh, this is a young mother who lives in Darlington, Pennsylvania. Darlington, Pennsylvania is like an hour or two um, um, across on the Pennsylvania side of the Ohio-Pennsylvania border. Uh, the the creek that um, drops in there um, comes from the trip comes from tributaries that are uh, that have a source at Sulphur Creek in East Palestine, and uh, you know she has just been frantic with concern and worry about the you know uh, not just the health impact of what is happening, uh, what happened after that derailment and then the um, control turn. But she's also worried about long-term, uh, is her and her family ever going to be able to sell their home? Or should they leave? Uh, they worry about the soil. This, she comes from a, a family that um, is interconnected with a lot of for- farmers around there. And, and there are so many questions that have gone unanswered uh, by Norfolk Southern uh, that uh, that need to that have not been addressed. And and the less they communicate, the less Norfolk Southern communicates, both with the people in East Palestine, but also the uh, people in Darlington or 
um, uh, New Delhi or Eden Valley or all of those places in and around there, uh, the more the, the suspicion and skepticism rises about what, you know, what their future is. Right. Now, Selena, of course, mm-hmm. early on there was an analogy, and it was misplaced, uh, calling something, you know, like East Palestine uh, a modern-day Chernobyl in some way. Now, you know, the, the point is well made, though, because fallout is fallout, and you don't know what future generations are going to be part of, considering uh, soil and water contamination. So, you know, you profile that young mother with her 7-year-old and two uh, two four-year-old twins, and, of course, you, you would think about, why would I want to stay in this neighborhood? Why would I be part of this community when, you know, we could be eating cancer, drinking cancer on a daily basis, and 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, we're all dead? Right. That's exactly right. And, you know, like most Western Pennsylvanians, um, the, the people that live in and around there are very rooted and connected mm-hmm. and have a sense of place. These are not people that are trans, uh, transient that you know hop and hop, you know, uh, go, you know, move to different towns or move to big cities. Um, these are people that love where they live. They live near their their parents and their grandparents, uh, and they want their future generations to have the same connectivity to place. Uh, and and it really has been turned up the, upside down. I don't think that. I mean, I have been out there for weeks. I go out there almost every other day. I've written several stories about it, uh, and and uh, I have a story coming out this weekend on the agriculture on a dairy farm. Yeah, you know they're worried about their cows. They're worried about the milk. You know that big black cloud literally caused daylight to turn into evening. That's how heavy that cloud was from that controlled burn and what goes up comes back down comes into your air comes into your water it comes into your soil and your lungs um on your house you know you you couldn't you couldn't escape it so this controlled burn of course uh for for many good reasons uh controversial action right i mean they they didn't and a lot of people didn't think that weren't concerned until that started the controlled burn yeah right right yeah, and and I think then uh, I think that um, Governor Josh Shapiro really had some harsh words in there for uh, for North, Norfolk Southern, and you know he I will say that his team has been on the ball on the ground good. with people every day, mm-hmm. and it's been incredibly impressive. And and in not this story, but the story I wrote previously, people can go to selenazito.com and check out all the stories I've written about it. Um, the story I wrote previously, he's now questioning, should we have done that controlled burn? Did we listen too much to New- Norfolk Southern? Um, you know, what are they trying to hide? Why did they want that burn done? You know, uh, at the time, it seemed the least of two evils to do. And now, I mean, you obviously hindsight since 2020 vision. However, you know, I think it's made go, both governors sort of pause and say, well, wait a minute. Oh, what, what would this scenario look like now had we not done that? Right. Okay, so then Norfolk Southern on the record essentially saying, 
Yeah, we're going to help out, but we can't buy everyone's house. I mean, there's tens of thousands of people involved. I mean, you're looking at billions and billions of dollars. So uh, there is no long-term or short-term solution, even in in the mix. And this is going to be a generational problem, Selena, right? Absolutely. It's incumbent on reporters um, to hold these people's feet to the fire. It's incumbent on us. To not let this story die because it, 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 that is the most important duty of a reporter is to make sure that all rocks are unturned, mm. and and to let go of this story means we we have essentially um, let go of these people's ability to have a voice to power. Right. So I do appreciate that. I mean, uh, local media, uh, say what you will. A uh, really, really difficult uh, time these last decade or so with uh, the erosion of local newspapers and whatnot. And, and, of course, in the old days, and you're saying even essentially now, Selena, that it's important for media to keep people's feet to the fire on this. Otherwise, people just walk away and go, we're just going on with our lives and good luck to you. Uh, but there has to be a solution to this, even in, an imperfect one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think it's very important. And, and I think that um you know that in ohio and pennsylvania you see local news reporters doing just that the national news media has left that certain that happened the minute that joe biden says yeah i'm not going right um Mm -hmm. so and why is that selena can you talk about that why would the president of the united states i mean he traveled all the way to ukraine why would the biden administration not bother to show up yeah, honestly, it befuddles my brain. Um, it, you know, one of Joe Biden's uh, strengths that he has had over the years is he has always possessed the gift of empathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a man who has had tragedy in his life, the, the loss of his daughter and his first wife in a car accident, and the loss of his um, oldest son to cancer. So he's always been able to convey and empathize with people because he understood tragedy. I have seen him in, in, in two occasions in the past two years that have sort of, you know, there, there's this moment to be empathetic and be caring. You know, Joe, President Biden going there um, would, do no, would do nothing in terms of moving things. Right. However, showing up, is the most important you can thing you can do, whether sure you're a mayor or a governor or a president. President Trump never, ever had the gift of empathy. However, he always had the gift of showing up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I think, it, uh, so uh, I, I sort of went down the rabbit hole there. No. But I thought that after um, Afghanistan, that there was very there, there the, he did not demonstrate any um, um, empathy yeah. uh, when, when we lost thirteen soldiers that day. He has not expressed any empathy uh, during this East Liverpool crisis, and he has not expressed empathy when you saw testimony um, 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 last week in front of Congress about the fentanyl death. He and and it just sort of. When you have that gift and and people want you to show up and address the crisis, um, it's incumbent on you to be able to do that. And he has fallen flat um, on on one of the few one of the things 
that he really has a gift for. Um, yeah, 100% on that, Selena. You're telling it like it is. So in the short term, Norfolk Southern, the local municipalities, is there any watershed moment we go, okay, this is the next stop along the road. This is going to be done. Can you tell us where we are in all this? So right now, um, it should be by the end of this week, um, the EPA has forced Norfolk Southern to do independent testing for dioxins. Um, so we should get that report at the end of the week. Um, that's a critical report. The well, the private well water testing that is being done with a lot of people um, uh, use well water in their homes and their farms and their businesses. Yeah. Uh, and and those those tests just started last week, and they tended to take two to three weeks. I see. All right. So listen, I, I really appreciate you. You're there often. SelenaZito.com. Yes? Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm heading to a farm tomorrow to talk to farmers about their concerns about their dairy cows. Sounds good. Um, Keep their gosh, feet my to the heart, fire. My heart goes out to this commun- these communities, really. Selena, thanks for covering it. Selena's the author of The Great Revolt, Inside the Populist Coalition, Reshaping American Very Politics. Very nice. As we said, selenazito.com. I mean, she's on the story about what's happening to our neighbors in Beaver County and in Ohio. Ryan, I know that zit is the size of Rudolph's flashing nose. And Ryan, I know you've struck out the last 13 times at bat, but it can't last forever. I think we've all had moments where things aren't going great, but someone reminds us that better days are ahead. This is one of those moments. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and luckily, interest rates are not forever. I had a friend say to me the other day, Ryan, we've been dreaming about a new home, and home prices have finally slowed up a bit, but now interest rates are up and we don't know what to do. And the reality is that zit won't last forever. We're seeing hundreds of listeners buy the dream home today while they can with the plan to refinance tomorrow when rates settle. And we'll help a bit as well. Word FM listeners get a $1,000 lender credit at closing. And our direct lender advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melville, New York. And a blessing for 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. When you pray to God, what do you say to Him about yourself and your family? I ask God for strength and courage with my kids. I know God doesn't ever give any pain without relief, so I ask Him to keep giving me strength to better raise my kids. Maybe put someone on my path that'll make a difference in my life. You can be an answer to the prayer of a mother like Mirlan. My name is Anicha with Food for the Poor, and we're inviting you to be a part of the miracle story that God is telling in the lives of families throughout the Caribbean and Latin America. Today, your one-time gift of $144 is going to provide a family of four with food for a year. Click on the Give Food banner at wordfm.com or text Send Hope one word to 91999 and you'll receive a link to give your best gift. Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now, deeperfaithcruise.com. 
Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right 724-NEW-ROOF. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. This message is for Karina, our mom who finished her high school diploma at age 28. Hi, Mom. It's Emmadith and Nicholas. Congratulations on getting your diploma. You work so hard and have taught us so much. We love you. When you graduate, they graduate. Finish your high school diploma for you and for them. Visit finishyourdiploma.org to find free and supportive adult education centers near you. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Breezy tonight, a little snow at times. With little to no accumulation, a burst of heavier snow can reduce visibility and cause slick spots. Tonight's low 24. Cloudy and windy tomorrow with a snow shower. Tomorrow's high 30. Breezy tomorrow evening, otherwise areas of low clouds, low 22. Breezy Wednesday morning, otherwise partly sunny skies will reach a high Wednesday of 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. What you're hearing is the sound of the University of Notre Dame Folk Choir. A new presentation, an album and a stage presentation is headed to Pittsburgh at the Byam Theater this Saturday night at 7.30. Tickets on sale at trustarts.org. J.J. Wright is with us. He is the director of the University of Notre Dame Folk Choir. And J.J., welcome to the show. John, thank you so much for having me. Hey, my pleasure. J.J., what we just heard is gorgeous. So the album and the stage play, The Passion, Talk about this, about your work and what people can expect to see and hear when they go and see the event this weekend. Absolutely. Yeah, we we, um, we like to refer to this uh, production of The Passion as like an old school radio play. So you hear some spoken parts. You hear um, St. John the Beloved and Mary Magdalene are kind of our narrators that bring us through. And, um, and then we have music that um, that really tells the story. So we have the choir singing and we have these singer songwriter style songs and um, and we have, a, you know, it's it's all beautiful lights and projection kind of behind the scene. Um, the whole thing takes place around the table in the upper room. So um, you see the apostles sitting around the upper upper sitting around the table in the upper room to start the show, and and they really kind of bring us through the whole journey of of the week prior to Jesus's death. Wow. So JJ, it's safe to say, right, that this is truly a worship experience. I think so. You know, we, we had this incredible uh, privilege to travel to Jerusalem last May. And, you know, we spent several years creating this piece. And um, to be able to walk in the footsteps of Jesus um, in Jerusalem, in the place that everything happened, and then to be able to go in those evenings uh, to a recording studio and record this piece, that's that's where um, kind of some of our inspiration comes from. So we're, we're really trying to bring that experience forward and, and invite people into 
um, to the to an encounter with Jesus through the Passion. Hey JJ, congratulations on this. I, I've listened to the album one time and super excited to see you on Saturday night at the Bayam Theater. This immersive experience, the Passion with the University of Notre Dame Folk Choir. Uh, congratulations on this, and um, yeah, um, let's deepen our uh, our faith engagement as Lent goes on. So thank you. John, thank you. Our pleasure. Hey, as we go out, here's another cut. As I said, uh, this this uh, Saturday evening at 7.30, the Byam Theater downtown, um, trustarts.org for ticket information. You were so small in my arms, kept you all in my heart. Behold your mother WORD. Your home for real life radio with Jack Hibbs. Pray to the Lord who invented the church in the first place. Okay, ask him. Ask him to make yourself biblical, to stay at it until my church grows and is better and healthier because I attend it, and to continue to seek the creator of the church, Jesus Christ, and what he wants me to do. Real Life Radio with Pastor Jack Hibbs, weekday mornings at 1130 on 101.5 Word FM. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, and remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, and remodeling. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. That's 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call Doing It Right. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. Pete Talbot here along with my son Seth and together we're thrilled to remind you that a special presentation of Against All Odds, Israel Survives is streaming live for free right now on SalemNow.com. My dad and I, like you, are amazed at how God has protected and blessed the state of Israel. Against All Odds, Israel Survives is a docudrama that illustrates the many miracles that took place in the formation and ongoing protection of Israel and shows clearly how the God of the Old Testament that managed the wars of ancient Israel is also managing the wars of modern-day Israel. Seth and I are also excited to announce that we are in pre-production for a brand-new docudrama called Against All Odds, America Survives, also showing the amazing hand of God in the founding and protection of America. It'll be ready to view on SalemNow.com this coming summer. 
But for now, enjoy the special presentation of Against All Odds, Israel Survives, right now for free on SalemNow.com. Again, for free on SalemNow.com. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. Outside of reading the Bible, I don't, I never have really considered reading as a spiritual practice. Although I take great enjoyment from it, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it covers a lot of variety. Right? There's, uh, there's just a lot involved. But I, I generally, when I read, I read for enjoyment, and I don't think it's spiritual. How about you? Uh. I would say over the last five or six years, I've started kind of leaning in that direction. Now, nothing, my process is nothing as well-developed as what we're going to talk to Jessica about. Don't misunderstand. Well, no one's I pointing mean, the finger but here I've been, yet. I have been thinking about the fact that I, it's my obligation to be reading better than I am now. All right. Jessica Hooten Wilson joins us. Her brand new book is called Reading for the Love of God. She's a visiting scholar of liberal arts at Pepperdine University, author of The Scandal of Holiness and Giving the Devil His Due. But uh, Reading for the Love of God, Jessica, who knew? I did not consider this. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. I look forward to having this conversation then. So let's start with reading. You know, people might be thinking, well, okay, so you either read or you don't read. But it sounds to me that in your book, you're hoping to focus on how we read. So tell us kind of what, what our options are. And what we read. Right. I think, you know, there's other writers who've done such a good job defending why to read. You know, I think of people like Alan Jacobs who say it really gives us the thick soul so that we don't just sway with the winds or currents of whatever is going on in our contemporary discourse. And instead, my book is trying to say, yes, that's true. So how do we do that? What does that look like? Because it cannot just be about choosing certain books, because there's a lot of bad people in the world that have read a lot of good books. Mm, (laughs) It has to be a lot more than that. So my book is is trying to walk through, how is it more than that? What does it look like for us to read in a different way? Hmm. So does that require that we read different material? Or does that mean that we have to be different ourselves when we enter into the reading of material? I want to say just yes. Okay, both. (laughs) Absolutely. Because if you think about it, you know, you would read a telephone book and it's not going to be a devotional experience. So there is going to be something about the content of what you read. You would need to choose books that are going to challenge you, that take you outside of your perspective, whether that's fiction or nonfiction, that give you a different way of looking at the world and try to open up our eyes, get us out of the prison of ourselves. And it's one of the reasons I think it's a spiritual practice is because it is actually tearing away the egoism that becomes so much a part of our culture and instead gets us to look beyond our own pleasure, beyond our own entertainment to something higher and better if we pick the right books and we come at them with that kind of disposition. Interesting. So growing up, Jessica, uh, I grew up in pretty much, I would say, a strong reading family. But what I remember is that most of my my immediate family, uh, sisters, my mom, they tended to read what I would call pulp. You know, oh, like fluffy stuff. Yeah, you know, I, you yeah. Would, there'd always there'd always be you know paperbacks around. But I remember distinctly, uh, this is probably like late sixties, early seventies. Somebody pulled out. Uh, how the Irish saved civilization. 
like Leon Uris, I think was, and and that was sort of like, in retrospect, that was a turning point in what I experienced, that they were more intentional after that fact. They weren't reading paperbacks. They were sort of committed to a higher level of reading. Is that generally what happens, that, you know, something sparks the imagination or the spiritual life, and then people sort of open a door and commit to a different way and different style of reading? people who go back and forth they want you know they want the twaddle c.s lewis said you know for every old book or new book you read you should read three old books i would say for every book that's cotton candy could you fill your diet with three meatier books Mm -hmm. and and try to think of it more as practicing that kind of diet and it's the same way with if we imagine books like people so there are people that you're just acquaintances with and you go and you have fun with them or you meet them at a party or dinner and you don't really get to know them deeper beyond that and there are books that can do that there's other books where they change your view of what it means to love somebody. They change your view of what it means to seek God's forgiveness. And those are kind of the longer relationships. Those are the ones you, you take more slowly. You read more closely. Um, same with the kind of people in your life, right? You want to ask more questions. You want to know more about them. And I think we should imagine books in a similar fashion. That's good. I mean, mm-hmm. to, to be honest, the last thing I want to do is have a lot of twaddle. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's right. I mean, time is precious, right? So uh, at the same yeah. time, I think, you know, th- this is good. So when you go- look at a menu, right? I mean, you want to have mm-hmm. a balanced diet if you looked at it from that, you know, yeah. tiny perspective. So a lot of times you are going to just, I'm going to hang out. I'm going to read something light because, it, I, I, you know, the pressure of life is too much to bear. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I also need to be fed. Okay. So it's kind of like having the the food pyramid translated <laughs> into li- library yeah. form. Into books. Well, and absolutely, but at the same time, you know, when you're feeling overwhelmed, maybe dessert is not the best thing to read. When you're feeling overwhelmed, right, maybe the way out of your own alienation or despair or or depression is to read something that takes you out of yourself and lifts you up because good literature should do that, right? It should be beautiful and inspiring. Um, Even if it's something as small as a poem, like it should just be something that carries you out of that place. Dr. Dr. Jessica Hooten-Wilson with us. The new book that has just dropped this month, Reading for the Love of God, How to Read as a Spiritual Practice. Uh, Jessica, one of the things that I'm sure you have read as I have are the numerous studies that have said that people who read fiction end up to be more empathetic or more open-minded mm-hmm. because if you're reading fiction, um, and this is, and I'm let's move it into kind of the level of literature um you are reading through someone else uh, the narrator's perspective right you're hearing a story told by them and you're seeing a portion of their life unfold um do you buy that has that uh do you think that's been true in your own life i think so i also don't know that i'd back up totally this desire in our current culture to scientifically quantify everything that's good for us Mm. in order to know that it's good because People read books because they love those stories. They love those perspectives and they love the poetry. And too often we feel like we have to justify it with a scientific utility. You know, it it envelops, you know, it creates empathy in one another or it leads to deeper critical thinking skills or, you know, medical doctors, if they practice seeing literature versus case studies become better with real human beings in their presence and, So, I mean, there's lots of ways to quantify the utility of it, but I would just want to change our way of looking at it to our desires because you can know all the things, like if we go back to the diet analogy, if you can know all the right things to eat, it doesn't mean you're going to want to eat them. Like you can know that it's better to eat a salad than a cheeseburger, 
But if you don't love the salad, how often are you actually going to go to that? So I think we have to really pull on people's loves and desires a lot more than trying to prove to their minds that it's good for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I remember uh, looking like here, here was be my practice. I, di- I wanted something to read. And I wanted it to be, you know, enjoyable, have some heft to it. But I had no one to recommend what was out there. Mm. So I remember, like, you know, going into a bookstore and just kind of casually up and down the stacks, kind of, you know, stumbling upon things. Um, uh, Bernard Malamond. Uh, mm. I kind of stumbled upon him just by accident and, and loved him. Uh, the moviegoer, mm. you know, those kind oh, of things. Walker Percy. Yeah, Walker Percy. Uh, how Jessica, I mean, in this day and age, you know, pre-internet, it's a heck of a lot easier now to find reading groups or recommendations. So, you know, if you if you say, I do want to read a little more serious or I do want to have some heft or I, I do want to read for the love of God, how do you go about that? So I went ahead and added appendices <laughs> that give reading lists oh. <laughs> to kind of solve some of that problem. <laughs> so I have reading lists of nursery through teenagers, and then I have reading lists of here's some great books and, you know, the classics. So we might consider them this kind of large, um, expanding, ever-living canon that we come up with. And then I have a list of works, you know, that are sacred and profane. If you're looking for something that asks religious questions about faith and doubt and God oh. specifically, Here's some narratives and poetry that do that. So I tried to give more lists. I do believe that, you know, it also depends on what kind of people were around and what we're reading already that's going to lead to the next book and the next book. So if you're only reading what's best-selling all the time, you're probably only going to have access to that. And your imagination then is just crafted and formed by whatever media puts out there as this has been the latest and greatest. I love this. Okay, so you so think we have to be a little bit more intentional in our search. I love it. Okay, so I open you up. I'm on page 166 of Reading for the Love of God, Appendix C, Reading Lists of Great Books. I mean, you just mm-hmm. made my day here. <laughs> and I categorize them all so you can kind of find what you're looking for. <laughs> Jessica, what about your favorite readers? So we talk about your favorite books, um, but what mm-hmm. the, the uh, research that you did for this work, um, who did you read personally and you thought, oh, I love how they read or I love their process? Right. So for me, this book was supposed to be a lot smaller than it ended up being. It's still a short book, but I, I kept telling people how to do this. And it's what I said a second ago where you have to actually shape desires. And I thought, we can't shape desires unless we know who to imitate. Whose story are we matching? What life do we want to live like? And... So then I started thinking about people who taught me different ways of reading. So I included Augustine, which is probably my first go-to. He taught me how to read the Bible, and then that translated, how do you read all this other great literature? And then Julian of Norwich, how do you live what you've read? Mm. What does it look like to actually become an author in your life from the things that you have read and be able to tell that story forward in just your daily actions? And Frederick Douglass, in what ways is is reading liberating from the confines of our society and from the expectations of our current culture and that we can actually be the kind of people who want to free others and want to carry people forward on this journey towards a more liberated soul? So, And then Dorothy L. Sayers was my last one, because (laughs) if I ever want to be anybody when I grow up, it's Dorothy L. Sayers. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Yeah, that's wonderful. So, Jessica, I mean, in a perfect world, 
would you have sort of a um like a, a reading clock you wake up in the morning you have a little sit down you do your bible study you do your readings there and then as the day progresses i mean would that be like a perfect vacation for you i've got these books and i'm going to go through this cycle every day oh for me i you know i'm just I, I read for my life. That's actually my livelihood. So I'm lucky in that sense. So if I try to imagine that everyone else has their work day, that's not reading books all day or teaching books all day and writing about books all day. But at the end of the day, the whole house shuts down, everybody turns off and I read from nine to 10. Or if the book is really good, I've stayed up till one or two and just finished it because it was so good. Uh, but I usually, I'm more of a night owl. I just, I read every single night, even if I'm so tired at the page. I read a page before I sleep. I always turn off my brain with someone else's words, someone else's thoughts that I can meditate on as I go to sleep. Oh, that's good. Well, listen, I'm so excited to read this book, Jessica. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm holding it in my hand. And so after John and I are through it, perhaps we can call you again and yes. we can, you know, talk as people who've been through the work and chat about how it all panned re- out. read in a more serious oh, manner yeah. from your appendix. Oh, that would be so great. I would love that conversation. Fabulous. The new book is called Reading for the Love of God, How to Read as a Spiritual Practice. Jessica Hooten-Wilson is the author. Jess, thanks for being with us. Thank you, guys. I like it. I like it a lot. Let's get to work here because there's a lot of good books to read. Tens of thousands affected by the toxic water at Camp Lejeune are left with death, cancer, Parkinson's, dementia, birth defects, and other serious illnesses. And along with the harm, so many worries. My family drank the Camp Lejeune water. What if our health gets worse and we need more financial help? How do I protect my VA benefits and get the compensation I deserve and need? The answer is simple. Call James Harris Law, the experienced, trusted law firm that can get you significant compensation while protecting all your VA benefits. We're already fighting for hundreds of Marines, families, and civilians who drank Camp Lejeune water. But if you miss the deadline, you could forever lose your right to the justice you deserve. So call our Camp Lejeune legal helpline now. Now may be your last chance to receive full compensation. Don't delay. Call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878. Late summer this year, you can join Alistair Begg on a fascinating Mediterranean cruise. We'll be visiting Split, Croatia, a city with a bustling waterfront, ancient ruins dating back to the Romans. History that we've only read about will come alive before our eyes. Views unchanged from the time of the Apostles' travels. And in it all, being able to look to the Bible as we look into our world and realizing how God's Word brings light into the darkness in so many places. Join Alistair Begg for a -a once-in-a-lifetime Mediterranean cruise. Immerse yourself in the wonder of some of the world's most famous cathedrals, museums, and works of art. We'll be sailing on Norwegian Cruise Line's newest ship, the luxurious Viva. For details, log on to deeperfaithcruise.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to join. 855-565-5519. Inspiration Cruises and Tours is a trusted partner of Salem Media Group. Businesses don't run on automation or algorithms alone. What powers businesses are your people and the people they serve. At Cintas, your dedicated service reps understand what you need to help you keep your employees feeling safe, comfortable, and performing their best. So your business can too. 
for workwear, essential cleaning products, first aid and safety supplies, and fire protection services, visit Cintas.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday. Creation Festival 2023 is your summer destination. June 21st through 24th at Agape Farm, Shirleysburg, PA. Featuring Switchfoot, Matt Powell, We the Kingdom, Big Daddy Weed, Riley Clemens, Micah Tyler, and many more. Creation Festival, worshiping our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Get half off the current ticket price now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com. Late Saturday evening, or probably early Sunday is a more accurate way of talking about it, we sprang forward, Mm -hmm. which is the worst possible day when you lose an hour of sleep. It's wretched, Mm -hmm. and I am a mess. Lexi, are you a mess? It sure feels like it. Yeah. John, Mm -hmm. you're fine. I mean, I'm fine, pretty much. So Now, I did think about you guys on Sunday, because, you know, it was a slower day. and Was it? There was a bit of a... (gasps) There was a bit of, a, I'll just say this, a bit of a lag. Oh, my. You, you're admitting that it affected you. Well, no, I mean, it was Sunday. For new listeners, let me tell you, up to this point, John has always scoffed mm. at the idea that spring forward or fall back could affect anyone. I just attributed it to a Sunday. Like it was a Sunday lag. No, it's that you, your whole body clock, your whole perception of reality is off. Mm. Okay, so looking at the studio clock right now, it's five to four. Yes, yeah, so we need to start the show soon. <laughs> We're back in some. That's not your problem, Lex. I think th- that clocks. We just leave it until the next time. No, we're not doing that because that messes with me. That, that messes with me. My my car clock is. I, I can't figure. Oh, it I out. fixed my car clock right and away. Now I'm like, you could... No, I can't figure. I'll get to it. So the measure that we talked about, the Sunshine Protection Act, that was uh, introduced by Marco Sunshine Rubio last protection. year, passed the San- Senate unanimously, mm. died in the House. Yeah. Okay, so I'm nice. telling you, there's money involved here. It's, it's the lobbyists. Ridiculous. It, it hack, I'm telling you, it is. absolutely hacks me off. Um, anyway, today's National Napping Day. <laughs> wouldn't, that be nice? wouldn't it be nice if we had like a little siesta here at Word FM? Yeah. Like, wh- Except siesta would be 4 to 6 p.m. Oh, right? right. It would be. No. no, I'm telling you, like in acting circles, it's, re- it's a, re- a, a union requirement that there is something called the equity, which is the actor's union, the equity cot. Oh, so you can someone can always lay down. Does er- problem is it's only like one actor yeah, at a so time, when- unless things get a little randy. Yeah, I mean, and then yeah, you don't you don't want to go there. Yeah, but the yeah, so there should be like the word FM cot. Yeah, that would be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? I would really like, especially on National Napping Day. Yeah, and you put like a little plaque on it, like you know, in memory of like the best napper. Because we've had we've had a few nappers come through the station here, have we? Not? Have we? <laughs> Have we had some nappers? Oh yeah, you okay. catch people from time. There have been times. Haven't you ever done this? There have been. T- I don't know. I, mean, I don't know what this was. Maybe like early on, I'd be like so exhausted. I'd have to go find a place to lay down. Oh yeah. If you it need depends me sometime, on when. Yeah. I'll well, be in the back studio. Yeah. Behind some, the console. Depends on how when you're working and what that's like. Oh, you just get like whatever. Uh, I think everyone should nap on a day like today because we're all worn out from losing the hour. I'm just having a cup of tea. I'm having some caffeine. Is it working? I don't know. It tastes good. I don't know. Uh, I'm also happy to tell you that it's National uh, Earmuff Day, which seems kind of a earmuffs. random. Okay, well, how about those earmuffs with the uh, the little aluminum thing? Those are those what you're saying? The earmuffs? Well, what what else is an earmuff? I don't know, but that's those are useless. No, they're good. You ever, I've never owned a pair of those. I see You've, those. I, I've had twenty pairs of earmuffs. What? I look at them and I think 
I mean, I, I can look ridiculous, but that's a ridiculous look. It's harsh to hear that from you. It's true. Earmuffs are terrific. You own 20 pairs of... I have over the years. Since I was a kid, I always wore earmuffs. Never. Always, always, always. Those were for somebody in another town. Yeah, that was me. I I was the person in the other town. Those rich kids might have had earmuffs. Yeah, could get earmuffs. We just put our hands over our ears like this. I mean, I don't don't believe I have any now, but all... Because they're pretty useless. All the years I was... I mean, you know the wind headache that you get? No, it doesn't. You don't get it if you wear earmuffs. You put a hoodie up. All the years I lived hat. in Oakland and I was walking to campus. Earmuffs. Oh, earmuffs. Was, what about the like rest your best of your friend. head? Well, your I have forehead? a lot of hair. Oh, right. I get yeah. It. yeah, I guess that's the difference. So National Earmuff Day. Yeah, and Is National that by the earmuff Lobby? You could nap with your earmuffs on. Get Stay with sweaty. us. The 5 o'clock hour coming up soon. Dr. Cornelius Plantinger will be with us. We'll talk about devotion on a daily basis, what it looks like. Stay with us. Monday edition, the napping edition of the ride home. <laughs> WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Scout code ERIC. With SRN News, I'm John Scott, Bankrate.com Senior Economic Analyst Mark Hamrick. Says the recent bank failures add to the complexity of what the Fed will do when it meets next week. They have a much more complicated question. Uh, to ask now with respect to the next move in interest rates. And some are believing that the Fed uh, will not move as aggressively as uh, Jerome Powell indicated just last week. President Biden is telling Americans the nation's financial systems are sound. This comes after the collapse of the two banks, Silicon Valley Bank and New York-based Signature Bank. A strong nor'easter is blowing in and will hit the region, blowing in after the uh, PM commute today. Alabama, number one in the final AP Top 25 men's college basketball poll. Houston, number two, Big Ten champ Purdue, third. The Big 12 rounded out the top five with Kansas and Texas. This is SRN News. When it comes a time and there is no food, how does she help the children get through that when they when their stomachs are, are empty? I tell them that today we cannot eat, but uh, another day we will have food. We need to work in order to to have food to put in our plates. Today, on this day of hope, you can be an answer to prayer for a mother like Marta. I'm Anitra with Food for the Poor, and we're inviting you to be a part of a miracle story that God is telling through donors just like you. Right now, because of a generous match, your gift, a one-time gift of $144, is going to provide a family like Marta's with food for a year. When you go to wordfm.com and click on the bright red give food banner or text send hope one word to 91999 you'll receive a link and you can make your most generous gift every summer pine valley camp changes lives not just for the more than 100 underserved kids who attend each week but for the many high school and college age volunteers and staff who work with them as lifeguards cooks camp counselors and more if you're 16 to 25 apply now and come help make an impact and change lives in a fun safe christian family environment apply today at pinevalleycamp.org pine valley camp rebuilding broken lives through jesus christ in beaver county camp opens mid-june bachman's roofing
Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. How was your job to school? Let me tell you. I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Breezy tonight, a little snow at times with little to no accumulation. A burst of heavier snow can reduce visibility and cause slick spots. Tonight's low 24. Cloudy and windy tomorrow with a snow shower. Tomorrow's high 30. Breezy tomorrow evening, otherwise areas of low clouds, low 22. Breezy Wednesday morning, otherwise partly sunny skies will reach a high Wednesday of 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. All right, so if we're all suffering a little uh, hour loss of sleep and the ensuing chaos and deprivation that comes with it, the good news is that at 5 o'clock-ish or 6 or 6.30, maybe even 7, it'll still be light. Wouldn't that be nice? Listen, that's the only thing getting me through. What? Extended daylight? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the promise of spring is here. And I'm excited about the promise of spring. Yes, yes. But I am just, I'm struggling on today's National Napping Day. Mm. Lex said uh, that uh, during uh, her college day, she had uh, napping tools that she would take with her. And um, what does that mean? A blanket and a pillow that she... Uh... Oh, where, where'd you... Where... Lex, what do you got? Yeah, uh, when I was in college, we had, in our one classroom that we would use for most of our classes, because I was in a pretty small major... Um, we had what we called the editing bay where a lot of the juniors and seniors would like edit their projects. Sure. Um, and I had a pillow and blanket in there called them my napping tools. And when I didn't feel like going back to my apartment in college, I would just nap in the editing bay. Get out of here. I think that's good. Yeah. My professor yelled at me, though, a little bit. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because well, that's not healthy human being. <laughs> what do you mean? No, no you got to do what you got to no, do. No, it's not. <laughs> No, he, well, it wasn't even the fact that I was napping there. It's the fact that he had to do a student, um, or it was a projective student coming in and they were taking a tour of the rooms and he's like, you need to hide these somewhere else. Is someone sleeping here? Is this what I can expect <laughs> if I come to the school? <laughs> yeah, basically. Listen, when I was in college, uh, we were up at the old playhouse in Oakland. One of the students there 
build himself an apartment inside the playhouse. Come on. And lived there. Oh, yeah. Easily. It was an open secret. For more than two years, he lived there. <laughs> Rent-free. And he had, he had a bed, a dresser. I mean, it, it was ideal. Okay. I he, mean, if you have to do that. I mean, physicians, physicians who are on call do that yeah. all the time. It's still probably not the healthiest human behavior. Yeah. I mean, it works out in the end. All right. Speaking of not the healthiest human behavior, both John and I devoted hours to watching last night's Oscar telethon. Not It's not a telethon. Telethon? <laughs> Oscar broadcast. It felt like it. It did. Three uh, and a half hours. Three hours and yeah. 35 minutes. It was, it was super long. Lex, did you watch? No, but I followed along online. Okay, okay. good. All right. I mean, all things considered, it was a very fine broadcast. It really, it really was, was so... It's better than it's been in a long time. I think so and too. I think probably the reason is that People did not want a repeat of last year. Of course. There was a crisis team in place. So it I mean, seemed like people were on their best behavior. So not yes. only did no one get slapped, but there was no there were no political diatribes. Mm, no histrionics. There, yeah, there no. were there were no huge, you know, like sermons given on how right. you know horrible the wretched everyday person is and how great the you know, artist is who's just won the award. And- because it's ridiculous in a room full of people who are at the top of their, you know, craft and, and, you know, financial resources, giving golden statues to each other. How can you complain about? Well, that's what the Oscars has been for the last two decades. Two decades? Maybe like last five. Right? Anyway, last Remember night Marlon was Marlon Brando. Oh, right? gosh, with the Native American right, thing. People know, yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, it was a good evening. Uh, and again, I say this all because it's ridiculous, the Oscars, we know that. But if you love movies, it, it's just a little kind of a mm-hmm. bit of a hoot. That's all. you got to take yeah, it out. Yeah, and it's live it TV, and who knows what in the world can happen. Well, we've seen that. Jimmy Kimmel, I thought, did a great job as Excellent host. job. His, really his monologue at the beginning, I thought, was funny, but it was also kind. Mm-hmm. You know, a, it was slightly funny. Well, there was nothing edgy about it. It was kind of no, there was something affectionate. Edgy. Was there? He uh, he I mean, called he, out he, he uh, on... Beretta, right? Oh, did he? Yeah. He said, you know, uh, sh- should he be in the memoriam? You know, the... At the beginning he said yes, that? Yes, yeah, pretty much so, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay, I missed uh, that I mean, whole that thing. was like, you know, he was called out that for was, that. That wasn't in manners. his opening monologue, was I think it, it might have been. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or close to it, I would say. Other oh, overall, I thought he did a good job. He did very did good you? job. Oh yeah, excellent job. Yeah, okay. he was kind of Johnny Carson ish, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Yeah, wasn't real deep, just kind of a little light and frothy, and kept things moving along. Uh, John made his predictions for the Oscar telethon, mm-hmm. or te- I keep calling it a telethon broadcast. Yeah, on uh, Friday's edition of it's the horrible. Ride Home, just horrible. and you really truly did a terrible job. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to tell you what you chose okay. and then you, you can tell me who actually won. All right. Right. Um, okay. okay. So for best, uh, film, you said that it would be tar. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was not. And, and was not only that, but tar didn't win a blessed anything, thing. Nothing. Not one thing. It was everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. But I'm telling you of the two, it's still my favorite film. Yeah. So you think it's way better than everything oh, everywhere all at once? Everything everywhere all at once. Is a sort of a ball of chaos because they're traveling, they're time traveling right. from different spheres. Four or five different things are happening at one time. It's not everyone's cup of tea. It was very, it was fun, it was enjoyable, but I liked something else better. That's okay. All. all right. So I'd watch it again. You fell a little short there. Mm, it's I all did. right. Mm. Uh, animated feature, you picked um, Marcel the Shell, mm. and that wasn't it. Uh, no, instead it was <laughs> the. Uh, I'm surprised Marcel the Shell didn't win. I was surprised it was too. Pinocchio. It was Pinocchio, which is which, also excellent. You saw that. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Del Toro. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So sorry, you didn't get that either. No, um, for act, best actor, you said it, you, it would be Colin Farrell. Mm, it was not. <laughs> it wasn't. I was shocked. It was Br- Brendan Fraser. Shocked. Yeah. As he was as well. Now, now you loved that film. Though, I did. The yeah, and I loved it. Lexi, you loved it. Yes, I did. Yeah, excellent film. Yeah, on any of those films. I mean, you know, uh, Bill Niley in Living that was fabulous. Uh, uh, After Sun was a very strange kind of film, but I also loved it. Very haunting. Uh, Colin Farrell and uh, Austin Butler for Elvis. Any of those guys. I mean, how do you win something like this? It's like it's just politics. It's like the ultimate clubby insider stuff. You said best actress would be Kate Blanchett. I think so. For still. Tar, mm-hmm. uh, but instead it was Michelle Yeoh, right? Mm-hmm. For uh, everything. everything, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, best Supporting Actor, you thought would be Judd Hirsch. <laughs> yeah, it was not. It wasn't. No. no. Kei Kwan. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you thought Best Supporting Actress would be Jamie Lee Curtis, and you were correct. Oh, well, thank goodness I got one right. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. And that was a great acceptance speech. It was. Her talking about her mom and dad oh, and how gosh. they were both nominated for Oscars and never got one. Nope. Uh, I liked that a lot. I loved her talking about her husband, Christopher Guest, who I think was is right a there. genius. I absolutely love him. a great love him. story. And then for director, you thought it would be Spielberg, but... Sadly, that was the director of Everything Ever All mm-hmm. Once. Well, yeah. who kind of swept the evening. He did. Yeah, they won seven Oscars out of yeah, eleven. That's, uh, some, that's something else. Yeah. Anyway, I, the bottom line to me, and we we can d- disagree about this often as we do, that you are more invested in you know the long form seasonal streaming. Right. I like. Yeah. I just like a long form story. I, like I have to get no to desire know to go there. Yeah. No desire. Mm-hmm. To me, the the perfect art form, I believe, are the movies. Mm-hmm. Just how it is. And how strange it was that in the middle of the broadcast there were commercials, like yeah. there was an advertisement for Disney. It was a. It was kind for of for the like, new Little Mermaid. Yeah, we got sort of got duped into it, right? Yeah, because you think that Melissa McCarthy oh. is going to come out and talk about something yeah. else, but instead they're talking about a new movie. Mm-hmm. And then how about the the two pieces on the production houses? Right. Like let's look at Warner Brothers. I know. Let's look at, what, how did that sneak into the? Well, I'm sure it's what they call you know we, we've done this embedded, embedded content. Right. Right. Well, oh, was... hey, we're having a conversation, and oh, by the way, and before you know it, you're, you're caught up in something that somebody cut a check for. What the heck? From the ridiculous to, to the sublime, Dr. Cornelius Plantinga with us next to talk about his brand new book, Under the Wings of God. We're going to talk about what it means to love God with all your strength and what it means to love God with all your mind. Coming up next, Monday edition of The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. The biggest annual outdoor celebration of Christian music happens right here in Pennsylvania. And Word FM is making it easier for you to go. Creation 2023. This year's lineup includes Katie Nicole, We the Kingdom, Big Daddy Wee, Mac Powell, Micah Tyler, Switchfoot. Very excited. Yes, I am. Why pay full price? As a Word FM listener, your ticket is 50% off. Did you get your tickets? Go to wordfm.com for access to your half-off tickets for Creation 2023. If you've heard any of our radio commercials here on Word FM, you know that we like funny stories that make us smile. This is not one of those commercials. I read this week that over one-third of U.S. adults now owe more in credit card debt than they have saved. Add in the fact that milk and gas and kids' clothes and everything is out of control. And I think it's fair to say it's a scary time for a lot of good people. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And if that's you, I do believe a cash-out refinance, pulling out some of the value your home has earned the last few years, could be a saving grace. Yes, mortgage interest rates are up but credit card rates are about three to five times higher. We've helped hundreds of listeners do this, using a cash out to rid of the credit card debt and then saving some extra aside for the road ahead. 
and it's undoubtedly a life changer for many. If you'd like to chat about your situation, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. It's no secret that this economy is taking its toll on us. But I've got some important news that could really help. If you're facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt, you need to know that you may not be required to pay it all back. There are special programs that can significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This isn't bankruptcy or a high-interest debt consolidation loan. These are programs that credit card companies don't want you to know about. Ones that offer Americans struggling with overwhelming credit card debt savings and real debt relief faster than thought possible. Accredited Debt Relief has a special hotline to learn all about these programs and what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualified consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now for this free information. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. How does your family prepare for Easter? Truth for Life with Alistair Begg is making available a family devotional that will take you and your school-aged children through the events of Jesus' death and resurrection. Fourteen daily readings beginning with Jesus' entry into Jerusalem and ending with Pentecost. This colorfully illustrated book titled Darkest Night, Brightest Day will spark plenty of family discussion. Get your copy at truthforlife.org slash donate. to know what it would be like to truly love that God with that type of sacrifice with our whole mind. Well, to discuss that, we've invited Dr. Cornelius Plantinga back to the program. He's Senior Research Fellow at the Calvin Institute of Christian Worship and also President Emeritus of Calvin Theological Seminary in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We're talking about a book that uh, John and I have brought up a whole bunch of times over the last month or so. It's called Under the Wings of God, 20 Biblical Reflections for a Deeper Faith. Dr. Plantinga, welcome back. Thank you so much. Glad to be back, Kathy. It's our pleasure, Neil. So we come in with that particular piece of music because you start your essay with all your mind with that piece of music, um, the idea of a, a deeper conversation about something, you know, on one level is very simple, but it has different roots. Tell us his story, Neil. Yeah, the story is that uh, told by Howard Lowry of a time when um, a choir in Princeton was rehearsing 
um, Bach St. Matthew Passion, in which the chorus is music we just heard. And the conductor was not getting the sound he wanted from the choir and um, finally said to them, you know, you are skilled singers, you're all um, sophisticated musicians, but good music like this chorus by Bach is congregational music. A congregation ought to be singing this. Now sing it again, more simply, sing it the way you would have back when you were a child in church. And so the choir sang it another time. They sang it with all of their musical understanding, but also with simplicity. And the result was what you might call deep simplicity. Hmm. It's simplicity that lies on the other side of complexity. Hmm. You might call it noble simplicity or second simplicity. And that's the way I think educated adults love God. They love God with a second simplicity. Hmm. So you see this often, right? I mean, and it's easy to see it in art, uh, that someone does their 10,000 plus hours of practice, no matter what the discipline is. And, you know, to the untrained eye, well, that looks pretty easy. I think I could do that. But of course, there's this deeper anchor, all the work, all the time uh, involved in that makes it look simple. But of course, it's not. That's right. So if you see a, a great musician at work, uh, it looks easy, but it's only because of their mastery that it mm -hmm. can look easy. If they were uh, less gifted, uh, it would look um, much, much more difficult. It's their hours and hours of practice that enable them to do it in a way that looks easy. Neil, I want to ask you about uh, two scripture passages that you bring to light in this uh, chapter of your book. One is from uh, Deuteronomy, Old Testament. One is from Matthew, New Testament. And I'm going to read them to you, and I'm going to ask you why there's a word change uh, between one and the other. So this is Deuteronomy 6.5. Uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And then we fast forward to the New Testament, the 22nd chapter of Matthew, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together and one of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. So one says strength, one says mind. Talk about the difference. Yeah. That's a very interesting um, change. Uh, it's no accident. Uh, Jews knew the prayer um, from Deuteronomy and the so-called Shema, love the Lord your God with uh, your, all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And uh, Jews recited this uh, daily. So it was on the lips of pious Jews all the time. So when um, the teacher of the law asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? He said what they would have expected to hear, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. And now they're expecting him to say with all your strength, but he says with all your mind. And that's an interesting novelty. It suggests a dimension of us that... Um, 
we often neglect when we think of loving God. In fact, there's an old saying among a certain kind of Christian, show me an educated Christian and I'll show you a backslider. As if there is something suspect about bringing our mind to the love of God, as if there's something suspect about getting educated, as if there's something suspect about intellectual love. But Jesus tells us to do it. And so bringing our whole mind to the love of God is simple obedience to our Savior. Right. But but it doesn't it make sense, right? If if I'm interested in something, if I'm if I'm an, an amateur woodworker, of course I'm going to read and think and study and engage in tutorials about something that I love. So why would I not do the same thing if I want to know God deeper and love God deeper? It makes total sense, John. The idea is uh, no matter where you read this, whether in Deuteronomy or in Matthew or in the other Gospels, the idea is to bring to God everything we have, our whole heart, our whole soul, our whole mind, all of our strengths, all of our interests, all of our passions. Uh, whole person's love of God is what Jesus is after, and loving God with all our mind is absolutely a part of this picture. Dr. Cornelius Plantinga with us. The book is called Under the Wings of God, 20 Biblical Reflections for a Deeper Faith. Here's where it gets complicated for me, for all of us, uh, Neil, is when um, we live through things, we watch things happen, and if we're engaging our mind, we think that doesn't make sense. So, for example, I got news last night uh, that a friend of mine I've had for a long time who is, I, I just, when I think of a delightful person, a spirit-filled believer, a an engaged father of three little kids, a husband to a wonderful wife, a physician who cares for his pay, all of those things add up to just a fraction of how great uh, my friend is. I find out last night that a cancer that he thought uh, was in the uh, rearview mirror has reasserted itself, uh, surgery coming up on Friday. And I think to myself, this guy isn't even 40 years old. Why? It seems as if, what, has God forgotten? It seems like God's, as you say in the book, acting badly. Um, we've all experienced these things. Neil, um, how do you react? How do you engage your mind when you come up against things like this? The question you raise is, of course, one of the very deepest in the Christian faith and has been asked for centuries. Um, Certainly, it's asked in the Bible. The Psalms are full of questions such as, why, O Lord? Mm -hmm. How long, O Lord? Where, O Lord? The Psalms of Lament are two-thirds of the Psalms. So if you have questions along these lines, the Bible is your book, and we all do have them. But then, of course, to raise our lament to God, to raise our anguished doubts and questions before God, is another way of loving God with everything we have, because it's not just our affirmations and our joys that are part of us with our passion. It's also our questions and our doubts and our agonies. And to love God with everything we have means bringing all of these things to God too, trusting that God is big enough to absorb them and that um, we are honored by God's listening to our anguished cries. 
Jesus on the cross sounds like he's accusing God. Mm -hmm. Why have you forsaken me? And so I think about this, that people say, well, tell me you're biblically illiterate without telling me you are. And people will say, well, you know, the Christians, you know, you go ahead and you read those ancient words and you bring some strength out of that or it, it means something to you. And it's really just a bunch of fairy tales. Well, nothing's further from the truth if you yourself, Neil, are a true student of the word. We find ourselves believing uh, that the Bible brings the word of God. Uh in a superficial way, of course, it can be looked at simply as an old, old book full of uh, 25 different kinds of literature and written across many centuries. But the testimony of Christian believers across centuries is that in these writings, we find God speaking to us. And that, in fact, um, God's spirit is the X factor, the catalyst that helps us hear God's word in these ancient words. We don't set out uh, to be faithful believers. We find ourselves, besides ourselves, um, in spite of ourselves often, <laughs> believing that God is speaking to us yeah. in these ancient words. And so, of course, then our task is to listen for what God may be saying and to bring everything we have by way of faithful response. That's good. Neil, uh, let me bring another scripture passage to bear here on our conversation. This is the first chapter of Isaiah, and you mentioned this in this chapter as well. Um, I'm going, let's start with 15. Uh, when you spread out your hands in prayer, I will hide my eyes from you. Even if you offer many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. Wash and make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong. Learn to do right. Um, I'd never, I've read this passage a lot of times in my life, but I'd never considered it in the way you talk about it in this chapter, which is that we have to learn how to love God. We have to learn how to love God. We have to learn how to obey God. Um, you know, Jesus said, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Uh, not everything we think is a good deed is actually all that good. Uh, it may be that we help people in ways that make them wish we had never bothered. <laughs> it may be that uh, we are bringing a fire hose to a flood. <laughs> it may be that uh, what we have in mind by way of doing good um, is actually going to be either naive or counterproductive. So when Isaiah, when Isaiah says, learn to do good, the idea is that we have to study first and do good second. Try to figure out what uh, the context is, what inside this context may actually be good, and then uh, proceed accordingly. Hmm. So then I guess the bottom line is, Neil, it's fine to have childlike faith, but it's better to have something deeper. Childlike faith is a starter. Uh, we hope to have it. We want to have it. But we also want to love God with everything with which God has endowed us. And that includes all the powers of our mind. And for a Christian living in 
ambiguous circumstances, that means we're going to need to do some study to figure out a route through these circumstances that is actually faithful and productive instead of being naive and counterproductive. Neil, I mentioned this last time you joined us, but I cannot tell you how much I have benefited from this book. I mean, it's a little thing for those of you who are listening. It's not like I'm I'm holding up a you know John's holding up a 900 page tome. There's so much in this, Neil. I just want to thank you for your good work on this, and uh, just a personal thanks from me to you. You're very welcome, Kathy. Thank you for saying that. I've been uh, thinking about the Bible, and I've been preaching and speaking from it for over 50 years. And it's possible that I have learned something in the process. Fabulous. I would <laughs> say you have, yeah. And we're the beneficiaries of it, Neil. Sing so much. Under the Wings of God, 20 Biblical Reflections for a Deeper Faith. Thank you, Neil. You're welcome. God calls us to a deep gladness. Because we, as believers, we all have a deep hunger. Grove City College knows about that calling, right? They assume, we all do, that that caller is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so Grove City is committed to helping people, young students, pursue the vision for our lives and believes believe that you'll be changed as you find your sense of purpose, your sense of calling in this world. And I think that's what we all want out of college, right? We want those four years that are filled with so much uncertainty to be ones that end up giving us the clarity we want. To give us a place. Yeah. And to give us the foundation of education and the foundation of relationships that we really want. Um, Grove City is a special place and not every school appeals to every kid or every parent, but this is the time we're already in March. This is the time when applications are going out. This is the time when you need to make your college visits, your college, you know, your phone calls, all those sorts of things. So if you're a parent of a high school senior or even a high school junior and sophomore who is interested in like getting on the ball, this is the time to do it. So do yourself a favor and go up to Grove City and talk to somebody, get a tour from a student and find out if that indeed is the right place for you and your family. We're all called to something. Don't you owe it to yourself to investigate the excellence of Grove City College? Look online first, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month. And that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. 
Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now. DeeperFaithCruise.com. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Breezy tonight, a little snow at times. With little to no accumulation, a burst of heavier snow can reduce visibility and cause slick spots. Tonight's low 24. Cloudy and windy tomorrow with a snow shower. Tomorrow's high 30. Breezy tomorrow evening, otherwise areas of low clouds, low 22. Breezy Wednesday morning, otherwise partly sunny skies will reach a high Wednesday of 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Makes sense. Uh, does what make sense? A knee pillow. I see by the look on your face, you don't know what that is. Wait, is that like when you're side sleeping? Yep. You put it between your knees? Exactly. Well, I hope never to have sleeping accoutrements. <laughs> <laughs> I hope never to go there. I mean, I understand it. But it, from my perspective, nope. <laughs> you sound so certain about that, John. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with a knee? Mm-hmm. What's a knee pillow? What's the deal with that? Are you asking me if it makes sense? Yeah. Does it make sense? It makes so much sense. Oh, come on. That it will revolutionize your sleeping. It is so great. I don't think so. Oh, Lexi's nodding. What? I feel she so strongly about bay. listen. I feel so strongly about this that I just want to share with everyone I talk to get a knee pillow. It when I get into bed and the knee pillow, I mean what? it's such a luxurious feeling. Never... It's so so it's good for your hips, it's good for your back. It's good there's no literally not a single downside really? to the knee pillow. In fact, just a few weeks ago when I traveled to Nashville took it with me what yeah i did i mean your enthusiasm now my now my, my husband mocked me pretty uh-huh, much from uh-huh. the time we left to the time we got back but you know what i didn't care doesn't it just get in the way it makes all right so much sense okay well it's kind of funny you bringing this up because i had no idea we never tell each other you know what our does this make sense mm-hmm. here's my latest does this make sense a recliner <laughs> Because it's National Napping Day. That's why it's on our minds. Well, I'm telling you, all my life, I kind of mocked the recliner. Now, my mom, she, I'm surprised she wasn't buried in a recliner. <laughs> God bless her, Grace Hall, because she earned her recliner. <laughs> Seven kids, oh, she was attached to the recliner. Yeah. But I always think, oh, the recliner is kind of like, you know, the last vestiges of the old person. Right. You've given up. Uh-huh. You're way back there. Yeah. You got the recliner. Now I look at them and I go, hey, it looks pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> looks, looks pretty stiff. I'm like actively you know, shopping for a recliner. I, I mean, I think it does make sense. Mm. I don't have one, but I. But doesn't it look like you've given up. I don't know. I mean, it's not the most beautiful like interior design no, piece. No. 
Although you see like the Italian ones, you know, with the uh, with the the ottoman, like the wooden wood outside sure. and leather. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a particular style, yep. I and I don't know. Mm-hmm. But those those are beautiful. They're sure. also like five thousand. I was going to say it's not like you're getting out of the no. store with I'm, paying eight hundred. Going to Bob's Furniture or on Facebook Marketplace. I mean, <laughs> I think that the recliner makes sense. The knee pillow, A plus. One hundred one point five W O R D. Word FM welcomes back the Projecting Hope Film Festival. Presented by the Speakman Financial Group. For three days, it's fun, faith-focused, family-friendly films for free. Absolutely free. You pay for the goobers and raisinettes, but the popcorn and admission is free. Zero dollars. It's better when it's free. Movies, including A Marriage Made in Heaven, Family Camp, and the brand new Jesus Revolution. It's at Pittsburgh Mills Cinemas, March 24th through 26th. For movie times and to make advanced reservations, go to wordfm.com. As the world is being affected by a global food crisis, families in the poorest countries cannot afford to eat every day. With your loving gift, you will provide life-saving food for families and mothers like this. I ask God for help for my children and to give us bread to have something to eat. For over 40 years, Food for the Poor has worked with local ministry partners to bring life-saving food to hurting families. Thanks to generous people like you. But now, more than ever, your help is needed to give food to truly starving families. Will you give a gift of $144 to provide a family of four life-saving food for the next year? Would you answer the prayer of a mother and a family in desperate poverty right now? Will you give right now? Call us toll-free, 855-828-4673, or click the red Give Food banner at wordfm.com. Or from your mobile phone, text the word, send hope, one word, to 91999. If you have an IRA or 401k, please listen closely. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. Throughout my career, let's just say I've been in some hairy situations. And I believe right now the biggest threat facing Americans is they need to protect their wealth, which is exactly what I'm doing for my wife and six kids. And I believe the ultimate safe haven is physical gold and silver. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and silver. The folks I use are Advantage Gold, and believe me, I've investigated the heck out of all types of people. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now, and you'll see how easy it is to protect yourself with precious metals. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. ABC News posted an interesting uh, piece on their website today. It's an AP piece that they picked up uh, about the largest school system in Virginia. Uh, They are removing a test question given to a college-level social studies class. Mm -hmm. And uh, in reading about it, I thought, well, this – I'm not sure whether pulling – I can see why they pulled it. 
but I can also see why it was asked. So let me okay. set the stage for you. Um, this is like an AP social studies class. So this mm-hmm. would be for you know high school seniors, right? Um, this question appeared on a test given to students of uh, an AP government class, and it was a multiple choice question. Here's what it was. Which of the following is an accurate comparison of liberals versus conservatives? Okay. And then the multiple choice answers label liberals as these things that I will read. And then they label conservatives as another thing. Are you ready? Yeah, please. This is how liberals are labeled. Young white males, middle-aged urban lesbians, college-educated black male professionals, or white upper-middle-class suburban males. I'll read that again. These are potential liberals. Okay, Young white males, middle-aged urban lesbians, college-educated black male professionals, and white upper-middle-class suburban males. Okay. Okay. Now we have, on the other hand, the potential answers for conservatives. These are your options. East Coast... Ivy League-educated scientists. Southern male migrant laborers. Catholic, Midwestern, middle-aged males. Or West Coast Hispanic teachers. Wow. Okay. Now, to finish out the story, what happened is um, that one of the parents, and also, a, uh, as the article says, a school system critic said, it's one thing for adults to analyze demographic trends. It's another to tell students that their identity defines their political philosophy. Oh, man. Okay. I totally agree with that. Yep. Except that that's what America tells people, is that your identity, that's why identity politics sure. are what they are, is that if you are X, therefore you should vote here. Right. That's all we hear. Okay. So in the test then, my job is to identify the most most likely. Mm-hmm. Most common, perhaps. Right, yes. Was mm-hmm. there a correct answer? Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't say in the article. The school system said in a statement that the question would be removed from future tests because it did not meet the division's high expectations. It was also not on the national AP test. It was only a local thing. Mm. Um the uh, Virginia lieutenant governor had to weigh in on it. He criticized assumptions the questions make about who is liberal and who is conservative. Yeah. Now, again, I agree with that, too. 100%. We should question those. That's ridiculous. I mean, what? I'm going to label people by how they look or their education and pigeon them, pigeonhole them for a correct answer on the test. That doesn't make yes. any sense. Okay, but then let's take the test out of our conversation. So we're right not, or wrong. Right. We're not talking about a test anymore. We're not talking about kids. If you if I ask you just as an independent adult, which of these is a liberal, you're going to pick something. I guess so. I you guess, are. I, you're going you're going to say, oh, yeah, well, young white males are pro- if, if there's a young white male, he's probably a lib. Or if there's a middle aged urban lesbian, she's probably a lib or. If you're going to hear someone's a West Coast Hispanic teacher, you're going to assume they're not conservative. Look, there are, depending upon where you are, there's exceptions to every rule. I mean, I go to church with a lot of young uh, young white males who my guess is, well, see, there's a, are conservative. Right. So I, I, the reason 
that I, I bring it up for conversation is that everything in our media causes us to look at things this way. Well, everything's performative. And everything is identity-based. So if you are trans, then you will be a lib, right? And this is why someone like, just I'm throwing out Clarence Thomas as a an example, he shouldn't be a conservative. Because he's a black man. Because he's a black man. Mm. And if he's a black man, he should be a lib. He shouldn't be a conservative. So Clarence Thomas has not gotten one hundredth of the accolades he should have gotten in his professional life. He's been a Supreme Court justice longer than anybody else right now because he's a black conservative and nobody knows what to do with that. That is how strong our identity politics are. Okay, so then. And I think it's interesting that I'm not saying it should be on a test, but I think it would be a good thing to sit down in a classroom of senior high students and say, who would you most likely associate with being a liberal? And then talk about what that means for all of us, that we tend to label each other that way. And when someone breaks out, if there is an urban lesbian who's a conservative, all of a sudden you don't know what to do with that person because that's not who that person should be. Mm -hmm. But when those people are found out, especially in media circles, right? They're shunned shunned, or shamed. No, or embraced as the exception to the rule, right? Yes. Well, Clarence Thomas isn't embraced as the exception to the rule, depending on who you're asking. You're right. That's a good. No, you're right. Right. Hey, this is our guy. This goes against the grain of who you think we are. This is not who we are. So we're going to put our arm around you. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, what it were that, you know, in conservative politics. Oh, look, we've we found a blue haired uh, suburban lesbian. She's ours. Look at us. (laughs) We're so excited to have her. I know. Welcome to the club. It just doesn't make any sense. It's such a shame that we are this way. Again. And yet we are. It's like my mom used to say, hey, mom, who'd you vote for? None of your business. We're better off, quite honestly, Not when knowing, we don't wear yeah, our politics and, on yeah, our sleeve. So right. Right? So right? We wear them on our sleeve nowadays. That's why everyone, everyone is suspect. Everyone is the enemy. Yep. Right? Yeah. And because we, <sighs> and, and if I am, if I'm fitting into one of these people groups, Right. It's important to me that all of the people who are in my group are like me and I'm like them. It's like it's, it's a tribal thing that we've talked about over right. and over again. So then if you're an artist, if you're Willie Nelson, who's coming to your concerts and what songs are you singing so you don't make the other half angry? Because mm-hmm. I would imagine that, especially in the South, country music is a common denominator, conservative or liberal. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Right. So you have to be very careful to walk the line and especially look at church on Sundays. I would hope that your congregation, you would not know what stripe. Yeah, I would hope. If, but I don't yes. think that's true by any stretch. It's probably not. I don't think it is. But it should be. But I think we should know, be worshiping with all different kinds of people. We don't. Birds of a feather. It's a shame that this is what we've become. And is it because of electronic media that it's made us this way even more so? Probably. Right? In the old days, the old days, what you know, people were just people in many ways. You knew who the cranks were in your neighborhood. You knew who the crazy people were. You knew who the upright citizens were. I mean, I, heck, I was a, walking the streets in the old days. You didn't know who was conservative. No. Uh-uh. Now, and I, I get this feeling... Doesn't it feel this? Maybe this is just me. More often than not, you feel a shadow of something ominous when people gather. 
that you never know we're sitting on a powder keg. Listen, we go to a uh, party, an outdoor party at a neighbor's house. It's my husband and I and our two kids. And we walk in. We're, this is just, this was a couple summers ago. It's summer. You know, everybody's laid back. It's late at night. We're, you know, just Have saying hi to people. Right, exactly. And uh, this guy comes up to us and he says, hey, you know, who are you? I don't know you. Hi. And uh, he looks at my older daughter and he says, so what do you do? And she says, oh, I'm a teacher. And he says, what do you teach? And he says, she says history. And he says, well, what history are you teaching? Hmm. And she's like. American I mean, history? I mean, just American history. And he's like, yeah, but what American history? Who are you listening to? Are you telling them what the libs want you to tell the students? Or are you telling them what really happened? Now, how are we're just having a... Well... We just walked down the street. We didn't mean to get into all this. Right. We'd been there maybe in the weeds. 18 seconds before this. But so that's you, what I mean. You never know what's going to pop but up. you do get it why people would say that because you never know. No, no, no you, you come say, on. You don't say that to someone you don't know. No, of course not. But you know what I mean. The, but here's the thing: social media breaks down those barriers pretty quickly because you think you know right away the, the correct answer. Right. So and he, then we going to enforce so he, the correct answer. He wanted to determine whether we were on the right side or not. Right. Instead of just are you on the right side? Yeah. Like, hey, what's your name? How'd that end? Not well. <laughs> I just you want know to my daughter, dog. right? Yeah, I know your daughter. Yeah, she's not taking fools gladly. No, so we it, we made it. I, we 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 stayed around because then I thought for, I wanted to get out of there. I was so hot about it, and then I thought, well, Wait now I'm feeding into it. Of course, you're going to run and you know, right? I'm going to go back to my tribe of people who wouldn't do that, and, and it'll well, percolate, right? And so that's a stupid way to be a neighbor. And so I thought, no, I'm going to stay, and we're going to try to find some common ground and have a conversation. And so we did. We were there for an hour and a half or so, but it has stuck in my mind so much that I'm telling this story on the, on the radio, radio years after the fact. Jeez, uh, you never I don't know. know what heaven, you're heaven into. help us. Heaven help us. Heaven help us. You know that uh, that we could see beyond identity politics to a person and that we could just allow people regardless of color or religious affiliation or where they live and what part of the city to have an independent mind. Well, we, okay. So Saturday was the St. Patrick's day parade. So the commonality of people gathering for a street parade, I wonder what that was like. Right, because you know the politicians I don't know, but come you out. Know I hate parades. Well, I mean the politicians always come out during the street parades, right? I mean it's a democratic-run city. People are, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I got to be honest. I'm glad I missed the parade. Do you? Yeah, I like a parade. I know you do. I, I do. Like Give me a parade yeah, nah, and then some fireworks like and a hot dog or two. Eden Christian Academy celebrates 40 years of providing Christian education to thousands of children in the North Pittsburgh area. At Eden, students are engaged in an education where dedicated faculty go above and beyond as they teach, connect, and are used by God to help transform the lives of every student. March 13th through 17th is Admissions Week, a perfect time to learn how Eden can equip your child as a critical thinker and caring leader in today's world, pre-K through 12th grade. Learn more at EdenChristianAcademy.org. The bigger your 401 401- K, the better your retirement, right? Wrong. 
The fact is, with proposed new taxes, another market crash, inflation, and rising health care costs, you could be forced to downsize your retirement. Discover the secret savvy investors are turning to for retirement security. A new 401k law that unlocks an ingenious retirement protection plan that could protect your savings from inflation and a stock market downturn while boosting your retirement income as much as 40%. It's all laid out in simple language in a new book from Josh Melberg. His insightful guide is your roadmap to retiring with confidence, and it's yours free with one call. Don't risk a lifetime of work building your retirement. This little-known retirement protection plan could safeguard your wealth and boost your retirement up to 40%. For your free copy of Guarantee Your Retirement by Josh Melberg, call now. Call 800-337-8051. That's 800-337-8051. 800-337-8051. Creation Festival 2023 is your summer destination. June 21st through 24th at Agape Farm, Shirleysburg, PA. Featuring Switchfoot, Mac Powell, We the Kingdom, Big Daddy Weave, Riley Clemens, Micah Tyler, and many more. Creation Festival, worshiping our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Get half off the current ticket price now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. Every day is a great day to play around at All About Golf in Butler. The new Ping lineup is here. Stop by the Pro Shop and check out the all-new line of Ping putters and get newly reduced deals on Ping G425s for a limited time while supplies last. All About Golf Bays equipped with top tracer technology are open year-round. 8 to 8 daily, rain or shine. Plus lessons for every age and skill level to help you master your game. All About Golf in Butler. Practice, learn, play. Visit allaboutgolfpa.com. Okay, um, we were going to go get fish on Friday, Lex. Somehow that slipped our mind. Did you think about that? I forgot about it. I forgot about it. I totally forgot. So, oh, this, we, all so forgot. we have to go this Friday. This is the fourth Sunday of Lent, yeah. so we still have time, but you know, you don't want to push it. Yeah, we need to go this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, I made some cod the, the other day, fried some cod. Yeah? How was, was that? It was excellent. Went down to Woolies. Okay. Bought like a, it was just the two of us, just a pound and a quarter. Okay. Plenty left over. Wasn't I think I was there? I think I was at Woolies on it Friday. Was. The cod was so beautiful. Mm. I bought salmon, and I was really I, I was thinking of buying cod instead because it was so good. Delish. Whenever I get down there, do you, you probably you better than this than I am. Whenever I go to Woolies, I think, why don't I eat more fish? Oh, why, why oh. don't I do that? What's the problem mm-hmm. there, Johnny? Yeah, you know, get your act together. How go about, for it. Do you ever do canned salmon? You know what? My husband just Saturday said. I think I might try because he does a lot of canned tuna. He he's not allowed to eat. He's not allowed. He's not able to eat meat, yeah, um, or chicken or turkey, anything like that. So it's fish only, and so he's always looking for protein sources. <laughs> and so he often will make a salad and put yeah, tuna yeah, on yeah. top. And he said, "Hey, what if I put salmon, canned salmon, on top?" And I said, "I've never had that. Is it good?" It's probably pretty good. He said he never had it either. Wait, now you came up the other day. I was in the cl- in the uh, cupboard, the kitchen cupboard, and there. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no, I'm gonna this, I'm gonna come out looking bad. No, no, this, this is good. Story. There was a can of uh, sardines in tomato sauce, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Where'd this come from?" And my wife, she started laughing. She goes, "Kathy gave you that." Yeah, John. And I'm like, "What? I'm not gonna eat that." And she said, "Well, apparently you must have told Kathy you were gonna eat it because it's in yeah. our kitchen cupboard." Uh huh. You did because you said I used to love sardines. I brought you a can. I guess that was the end of that. In oil. Yep. In oil, not. Oh, in you don't like sauce. it in tomato sauce. No. What is the big difference? Like, why do I don't know, Kath? I just think it is. But all of a sudden, you're not going to eat it in tomato sauce. Well, it's become a little sort of flashpoint in the kitchen there. Well, I, I think s- you should bring it back because I, I know one family that would eat that in a hot minute. <laughs> how do I get it? Because you remember were telling you me, me how much you were, I like how a, much you I like, like sardine. sardines, and so because I'm a kind and gentle friend, I brought you some. Yeah, and that was the and end now of I that. Now I reject it. It becomes like a little something in the whole household. To be honest with you, it's a sad story. Heaven help us. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.